Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. It's time for Talk of the Town. It's Lisa Kay back in the studio with my Master Gardeners. We've got Joyce and Kim back with us. Hello, how are you? Hello, good, good to see you. Good to see both of you in this morning. Um, looking forward to a little bit of snow melt. I can finally see most of the grass in my front yard. I'm very excited about that. Happy spring. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know, it's it's I feel optimistic, except we still do have a huge <laughs> snow bank right off our patio. It's huge. It'll that'll be July, I think, when that when we get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, temp's gonna have to raise just a little bit. I know that um I've been busy uh, gardening since the last time I saw both of you inside. Um we've gotten over at Valley Veggies where I volunteer, we've gotten plants moved this past weekend from one greenhouse to the next. So we've got two greenhouses now that are operational, not open yet, but we're getting all geared up soon and doing a lot of pot overs and uh, just making sure things are ready to go. So many, so many plants. And here's what I learned. Um, Somebody had had broadcast seeded ice cream celosia of like, mass quantities was that somebody that you know maybe a little person a younger no lady? no it was just somebody oh. that that you know, I know somebody's favorite plant is that yeah maya loves the ice cream celosia <laughs> which is good and so we're, we're gonna have a, like a plethora of that uh going She'll on she'll be happy to hear that i know but <laughs> just separating all those little plants takes a long time also that's impressive i had to pot up my lisianthus again um which is the flower with Let's talk Lysianthus. Okay, let's talk Lysianthus. These are so hard to start. Nobody yes. nobody grows them because they're so hard to start. But let's tell the radio listeners, try it. Try it. Try it because it's so fun when you succeed even with one that blooms. I had a cell tray of 70, 72 cell tray and uh-huh. I have nine. You have nine. But so, I used last year's seed, so I learned my lesson there. I okay. tried just to see where the germination was at. Not good. Not good. But... Wait. I still had success, so yeah. I want people to try them. Well, I have a question slow. about this. I, I I have never grown that plant, and I and I know what it is. It's beautiful. I just I, it just wasn't in my uh, not in your radar. wheelhouse, yeah, yeah, not in my wheelhouse. But I have to ask, what were you going to do with seventy two <laughs> if they all grew? Because you cut I flowers. was going to hug them all. Oh, yeah. Joyce. Okay, okay. Just, I was just, going just to wondering. smile and take photos of every <laughs> single one just of wondering. them. See, I need to be more. I need to be more diverse. I have to have like yeah. you know. Ask my husband. I need to have about five hundred different kinds, so I, I don't have room for all yeah. that stuff. I just want Kim not to feel so bad because I planted a yeah. hundred pelleted <laughs> seeds from this year, and I probably have forty plants. That's why wow. we're friends. Yeah. Okay. I know where to find mine when I need yeah, extras. Absolutely, and we're going to have them out I'm of Valley Veggies. Good. To you, Good. Terry. Good. <laughs> yep. Uh, but she's got. Way, Terry's got way more than yeah. that because she's like super successful, and she's that. planning to sell those as cut flowers. Then, yes. Right? Yeah. 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 There'll be there'll be a, a little extra Let's, charge on those because of the work that well, goes yeah. into them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're really slow growers. You actually need. Is it six months? No, I think it's like eight. Six to eight months. Yeah. It's a really long time. Like, they're really slow. Like, they're not any bigger than the size of a piece of rice for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We should talk about, like, when you leave something like that that's a slow grower, that's slow germination. Um, We were just talking about what to do when you see mold. Yeah. Because that's common. And they like to be wet. But then they also like to dry out in between times. So you kind of have this threshold that you have to meet. Yeah. And it's a constant battle. 
because you have to water them from the surface in the beginning, so mm-hmm. they stay wet. But like vermiculite on top of the soil is really good. That's what I did. I've done. Is there anything else besides vermiculite that I don't? I can't think of anything. Anything you else could that use, would work? You could use perlite, but the thing is, they tend to be a little too big. Mm-hmm. Vermiculite, you can get the real fine granular That's stuff. That's what I have because they're such small seeds. I mean, it's they're like sawdust. Yeah, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the seed itself. But cinnamon's a really good thing to to put on there too. What about it's moss? Anti, would antimicrobial? Moss work? Um, I don't know if moss would work. I don't. It might be too th- dense. Yeah, I'm thinking of like in. Uh, Sphagnum peat moss is what I oh. was thinking. That, oh, possibly. Yeah, that possibly. Real, is that, that's what yeah, that's that called. Yeah, that might work. It's yeah. kind of they might work. Stru- thin, strawy like. Yeah. I, you know, the yeah. texture. Yeah, it's very tiny. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. So uh, basically what I wanted to tell people is that when you go out and you're purchasing your cut flowers, um, whether it be a farmer's market or whatever, mm-hmm. when, they, when, when, when you look at the price per stem, yeah. Really think about because there's a lot of people going. Why is that so expensive? Because that took that grower a long time. A long time. A lot of water. A lot, lot of, of love. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the other thing that I would. I, I don't think I said it on this show, but I was telling this to someone. You know the other thing when people buy geraniums, these beautiful geraniums. Yeah. I don't think most people realize the high quality ones. Those plants have been handled a minimum of six times each plant. Yes. Yeah. Before you ever bought it, you have yep. to. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to work at one of the local greenhouses, and one of the jobs I had was literally nipping out the centers of the geraniums. Mm-hmm. I handled each plant six times before it ever got on the market, mm-hmm. and and they they're kind of spendy, but somebody's got to pay the workers. Nobody's yeah. gonna you know right. just do it. So as we're heading into that season, oh, exactly. when you look at prices, especially if you're shopping yeah. local, um, which I think I would like mm-hmm. to see people do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't skip out on buying the lisianthus because once you see them, it. I think they're better than a carnation. They're better than a rose. Oh, they're beautiful. They're just, and maybe it's the value is placed on the labor that I put into them growing them. Right. But I, th- I really think that when you see them out there, buy some, mm-hmm. enjoy them, and then mm-hmm. try growing them because it's really, there's a value placed on that. Yeah, well, I think we'll have them in a special place. I think that's what she's planning to do out at the farm is have them in a special place, yeah. a different price. You better tell me where that place is. I will tell you where that place is. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're talking about what's coming up in the spring here. Um, what do we need to be doing for cleanup? I I asked one of the uh, gardeners out at the farm the other day, it's like, do I remove the straw from my roses yet? She said, no, not yet. It's still getting too yeah. cold at night. Well, so. I think the thing that I was just out in my backyard yesterday looking around, I've got tulips that are coming up now. Oh. I've got a few daffodils. I've got iris that are trying to come to life. No rhubarb yet, which okay. my husband is real anxious about. Mm-hmm. No rhubarb, but it'll come up. It always does. But I think people need to realize with the mulch, you know, if you've mulched things and stuff, the the whole idea of the mulch, got to step back to see why did I put it on there. You put it on there to control the freeze-thaw cycle, yeah. not to keep the roots warm and not to prevent freezing. The ground froze. Mm-hmm. It, it freezes here every winter. That's because of the climate we're in. Mm-hmm. And if you remove the mulch too early, we're still... I think it's cold outside right now today. Mm-hmm. It's if you get those temperatures under thirty-two degrees, and we're gonna we're still getting nights in the twenties. Yeah, these tender plants will freeze. They were they were they were protected from that freeze thaw all winter long, and you need to kind of calm down. I'd say wait literally two to three weeks. To As my granny would say, hold your horses. Hold no. your horses. If you recall too, like last year, our April was very cool and very rainy. Yeah, and yeah. now we're. We're working into what looks to me like another very cool 
looking at the long-range forecast. Yeah. We're not looking at any 70s anytime no, soon. No, And But the flip side of that whole thing about the mulch is make sure you're paying attention. You can wait too long and you can damage your plants by if they get smothered. They literally yeah. would die. Mm-hmm. Or mold will grow. Or, or mold will grow or any kind of pathogens, diseases mm-hmm. will will just wreak havoc with the plant and it just won't make it or it'll be so weak that by midsummer it'll just die. I think mm-hmm. the, the key that I found is soil temperature. Okay. So when the soil temperature hits about 40 degrees, it doesn't matter what the air temperature is going to be so much. It's more the ground. Um, so if your soil's at like 40 degrees, that's usually mid-April and yeah. early Now, Kim, do you May. have a thermometer? Are you out there? I like- do. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to know if that was a thing when I needed to get. I was young and uh, careless. I left one out uh, an entire year oh. with a pH meter. Okay. I like to leave garden appliances around and find them <laughs> early spring it's a i don't game. know yeah it's, a game. it's like east you know there's an easter egg hunt i have a garden tool hunt <laughs> i just had a neighbor boy uh he brought me a garden tool that i didn't realize i'd left out that's now rusty so now oh, I isn't get that to like a scavenger hunt kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean i think yeah. that's a reason to buy new ones yeah, yeah. yeah. yep Right. Whoops, maybe I did it on purpose. <laughs> Master Gardeners in the studio today for Talk of the Town, uh, talking a little bit about potting up some summer bulbs. I did, um, since I've moved all of my stuff into uh, working out at, at Valley Veggies on 68, um, they're not open yet, so don't stop yet. We'll tell you when. But I spent, oh gosh, uh, quite a bit of time planting some canna bulbs Yeah, uh, for her. That are yep. going to be for sale out there. And I started some from seed this year. Okay. That was a long process. That's going to be a long process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the other things that right now, um, uh, caladiums, this is, a you know, if you're gonna, if you've got caladium bulbs, plant them now. They take a quite a while to start growing, but once they grow, they're crazy. They just overnight. I think that caladiums are now, for me at least, interchangeable almost with the coleus. Yeah. yeah they're, well, And yeah. I, I just came back from a trip to... Texas and I always buy caladium bulbs because their nurseries are in full blue. Everything sure. is wonderful, and you can get any bulb you ever thought of. But I always buy caladiums, and now I, I bring them back and I'm going to pot those probably at this afternoon. Okay, and they're going to take it's going to take a good two months before they're going to be popping out and mm-hmm. showing their color. But once they they get colorful and they come in multiple colors, their flower is kind of a small white shoot. Their flower is you don't you don't plant them for the flower. The leaves mm-hmm. are fabulous and they will be spectacular mm-hmm. until the first frost. Yeah, and I always put them on our um, screen porch and and just um, our cat doesn't care for them, but you know he's, he has to bat them around. But so I many different them. varieties too. Oh, yeah. they're just wonderful. Yeah. They're just like little wonderful. pieces of artwork, and they add a lot of texture into your garden. Well, and plus if are you, those shade too? They're pretty yeah. much shade. Yeah, you. Yeah. They would. They don't tolerate much sun. But what's so beautiful about them is, if they get a little mist, a little like a, if you have a light rain or a mist, and you get like mist, the morning dew. The morning dew. It looks like there's diamonds on the leaves. Yeah, it's Ooh. just they're gorgeous. That's when I get the camera. They're just. I've yeah. got. I've got pictures on my phone yeah. of how beautiful they are. Excellent. They're just wonderful. Yeah. Oh man, uh, we have to say a special thank you to Dalton for. Oh. <laughs> The really cool air pruner. Tell me a little bit about why we would use um, an air, like an air pruning, this specific design, which your son actually made on he his 3D, 3D printed them. So yeah. cool. Yep. So we, I brought in some six cell trays that have 3D air pruners on them. Um, 
there's a couple companies out there that make them. And the theory is, is that the, when you have just a regular uh, container, a pot that you put your plant in, the seed, the roots will actually go and start spiraling around Mm -hmm. where this they'll, they'll, because the air goes through there, they aerate and they actually continue to like, um, I forget what it's the term that technical term is, but the root will actually split and divide instead of circling around and becoming root bound. So it's more roots. So it's more of a hardy root. Okay. So that's my layman's term without my technical terms. Right. Right. But and so yeah. what are you gonna start in here? What do you do you have ideas, Joyce? What I should Well, I'm thinking I, I was gonna start some tomato plants this Yay. week too. Oh. And I'm thinking I'm thinking this is perfect for tomatoes. Yeah, yeah we're because at six weeks, I think, yeah. roughly before our last frost. So there's tons of stuff you can plant right now. Well, I would say it's probably, well, see, I never plant my tomatoes in the yeah, garden until don't. the end of May. Right. Because yep. last year on Memorial Day weekend, we had the tops of my tomatoes froze. Mm. So <laughs> I wait, because usually if we're still getting frost after the 1st of June, we got other issues to deal with. Yeah, right. So, But I'm yeah. going to start a few tomatoes. And the other thing that these would be perfect for is like cabbage and broccoli and that stuff, you plant that now. And, you know, some people will be trying to plant that in the garden, but that stuff, you can grow that basically all summer long. You really mm-hmm, can. Mm-hmm. And the the plants, the seeds are so tiny. They're just a, like a pepper grain, like cabbage. And you think, how could this grow into anything? And in a couple of weeks, it's a plant. They're just they're just prolific in terms of how they, in the in cabbage, one head of cabbage, you know, like seven pounds of cabbage supposedly is enough coleslaw for 50 people. <laughs> it's a wonderful vegetable yeah. to grow yep. because you, you know, you get a lot out of it and you can share it with neighbors and friends and family. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so broccoli, the same thing. You get a lot of, you know, if you like broccoli, that is, and, and we love it, you get one main head. And then after that, you keep getting secondary Side heads. Shoots, oh, yeah. it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And you can plant it again in August and get some more in the fall. So it's just, it's fabulous. The gift that keeps giving. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the Master Gardener's spring event that's coming up. Um, that is yeah, going to joy. be Saturday, April 29th. <clears throat> We're looking forward to this. It's at the Pioneer Bank building this year, and that's up here on Adams Street. We've got uh, kind of a variety of topics we're going to be covering. The I'm going to be doing a presentation on tomatoes because tomatoes are the number one vegetable grown in this whole country mm-hmm. in terms of gardening. And, and I think a lot of people, there's been a lot of advances in kind of the heirloom tomatoes and the kind of things that are out there now that weren't even 10 years ago. There's so, so many varieties. I'm going to try to talk about that. And then we've got... Um, um, Joyce, do you have a favorite variety tomato? Mine is and always will be, I think, the Celebrity. And that's, yeah. oh, that's okay. because they're medium-sized, they're delicious, they're easy to grow, mm-hmm. they're somewhat disease-resistant. And um, they, I've always been successful with them. So yeah. it's kind of like tested and true, you know. Very good. And then in addition to that, um, we've got a presentation regarding from one of our local meteorologists from KEYC is going to be doing a presentation on the weather patterns and what's going on now and what we're looking forward to for this season. So that should be pretty interesting. We're having a presentation on woodland plants and some of the pollinator issues. And then also... Um, Gary Wyatt, who is a, a county extension agent. Well, actually, he's the forestry agent, I guess I would say, for this region. Okay. He's going to be doing a presentation on trees and shrubs for a changing climate and mm. for, for this area. Um, and he was, I was talking to him not too long ago about, he was saying there are definitely trees that were always zone five. And now, you know, we're talking, they were growing them in Missouri and now 
they work here. They're they're right. Well, aren't they talking about bumping us up from a four B to a yeah, five? Yeah, I think we eventually will. I yeah. think it's coming up sooner than later. Even yeah, okay. But he's going to mm-hmm. talk about you know what what's good to plant and what's not good to plant. And of course, I'm sure that he's going to touch on the whole emerald ash borer problem because right. both the city of Mankato, North Mankato, have already started taking out trees, and that's only going to continue. And people need to know. Yeah. What do I replant with? And to not plant trees is a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the biodiversity, I'm sure, yeah. that, that is needed. Yeah, yeah we're it losing. Was, I think we Balzer's Act lost, I don't know how many trees over the last, it was a couple of weeks ago, they yeah. took down so many of them. It's really heartbreaking. And I think that's a good touch on that about not planting monocultures. Yeah, which exactly. means the same tree over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's when something like this happens, it's devastating. Well, when the when the elm trees pretty much all died from Dutch elm, uh, Dutch elm, mm-hmm. then they started planting ash trees because ash trees yep. are fast growers and as replacements, nobody thought about. Well, they didn't know that there was going to be. And now, what I see is a potential problem. I'm thinking is a lot of maple trees. Well, we have a lot of maple trees right in right. our yard, and I'm concerned. Oh. Is there going to be something that's going to come and, and take over the maple trees? And the flowering trees? crabs, too. I mean, a lot of people have yeah. put those in a line. Yeah. I've seen that. There's so. There's been some, I can't think of the name right now, but I saw that there was a parasite on the trees. Um, I won't say what town, but I noticed them just last summer and last fall mm-hmm. that they were on every single one of them. Mm. Not only that, they were suffering from... Um, Weed whipper damage. Oh, sure. <laughs> Lawnmower yeah. damage. Mm-hmm. So they've been pretty much girdled. So slow death, but it mm-hmm. will happen. So be careful when you get out this spring with your new trees that you're going to be planting. Protect them. Mm-hmm. Don't hit them with the lawnmower. They may look fine, but. Well, the other other thing that people need to realize, and you know, and I know we're all concerned about our water supply and everything else, but if if you've had new trees planted within the last year, which we did because of we lost some trees on our yeah, um, on your boulevard. boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to water, 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 and then water some more. Even if mm-hmm. we have a lot of rain, a new young tree like that needs at least two inches of water a week. Mm-hmm. Let's so. just say, too, not just watering the rip ball, but go like around the drip line. So that means like where if the water was coming off of an umbrella, mm-hmm. right? So you think yeah. that's the drip that's line. That's your drip line. That's usually where the roots are... Um, out too, so you kind of go around a perimeter. So you think exactly. you would draw an imaginary circle around there if there was an, if your tree was actually an umbrella. So you go around that drip line and you want to water that. So you're encouraging the roots from the tree mm-hmm. to grow out to yeah. where the wet is, where the water is out that way. You know, and the important thing too to remember about watering a tree is probably best if you have a garden hose, mm-hmm. put it on the lowest possible trinkle setting, yeah. and and let it run. Very, very, very slowly, so all that water is going to so- soak right in next to the tree and not run down the street somewhere. Right, yeah. and in in some you know, and people certainly are concerned about their water bills. And mm-hmm. you know, town we pay for water in, water out. If you have an outdoor meter, you're just paying for water in. But plus, there isn't a limitless supply of water. But on the other hand, if you think about the benefits of a tree in your yard, as far as shade, as far as climate control, mm-hmm. trees are trees as a natural resource are actually as important as the water when you stop to think about it. The heating costs, the air air conditioning in particular, if you have a nice big shady tree, Mm -hmm. your air conditioning costs, you could could figure it out. You could figure out the actual cost savings of that. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't realize that. So I think that's really important to know. Mm -hmm. 
I can't wait until we talk again. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. until then, uh, just twenty minutes goes so fast. It does with it does. you. So we're gonna are we gonna start do our our twice a month? Sure. Sure, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. Well, we've got Master Gardeners in studio today for Talk of the Town. Joyce and Kim, always good to see you once again. My thanks to your son for my new Yeah, thanks, pruner. Dalton. I'm very excited to use it, and we will talk to you next time. Okay, good. Thank you. Happy good. spring, everyone.